0: Welcome to another episode of FTU Life After the Military. I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez, and today I am joined by Mike. It's a very special day for me um, because when I started this podcast, I wanted to have Mike on here. Um, He's part of the reason why I have no issue talking about my mental health issues. Um, He's also part of the reason why I decided to pursue my master's degree. Uh, Mike is a master of words. He's a lyricist, and he knows how to put Word things in the way that people need to hear them to get them to do something. Um, so, Mike, I just want to say thank you very much. Uh, thank you for being on, and thank you for the words of wisdom that you had for me all those years ago. And uh, with that, I just want to pass it over to you.
1: Well, thank you for the kind words, Tony. I appreciate that. It's always nice to hear when uh, – well, I guess my cat wants to be in the video too. Cat, <laughs> okay. But uh, – <laughs> um, um, he totally blew my concentration. I was like <laughs> go away, cat. <laughs> I, I, the, that's if that's not like the proverbial <laughs> <laughs> cat's in my head. I don't know what I'm doing, Chase. But uh okay. So um Mike Jackson, uh retired SF medic after almost twenty seven years. Uh I actually still tell people I got fired because I hit max term of service at 26 years, 11 months, 29 days. And they said, pack your bags, you have to leave. So it was not a choice, but uh, it happened like it does for all of us. Uh, uh, Luckily, my last uh, job on active duty, I was teaching the special operations uh, medical refresher course, uh, which has two weeks long, which uh, now I teach the special forces medical sergeant uh refresher course which is three weeks long we had surgery and anesthesia into that uh, but one of the reasons why i used to push and it's funny because back when i first started teaching uh, the education block uh, it was in a environmental emergencies class that i started doing like a 15-minute plug for for my own hey everybody needs to start taking care of themselves because i was running up to my finish line and uh, I eventually went to uh, the primary instructor and said, hey, I need two hours for this, because it was more and more how to take care of yourself in less and less environmental emergencies. And uh, I got, was given a, a second hour, then it was an hour of environment, an actual environmental emergencies. And then I had a whole hour just to uh, impart wisdom on everything I had done wrong that I hoped that nobody else had to do wrong, or at least had to find out what wrong was. Uh, and I started teaching this class when I was working on my master's degree. And I didn't realize why I was working on a master's degree until uh, August of 2014 when I went to NICO, uh, the DOD TBI Center, uh, the National Intrepid Center of Excellence, up uh, right, right across the street from Walter Reed. Phenomenal place. Best medical care ever had. But uh, I found out that the more I studied and, and, and learned and read, the less uh, my TBI issues affected me, which would always spiral into other mental health issues. And uh, as long as I was keeping my brain, uh, I used to tell people, it's like working out at the gym, your muscles get big and strong. Well, for me, learning and reading and, and stuff is, is like working my brain muscle. And it helps me let me have less issues Mental health issues; it keeps them a little more in check because I give them something to worry about, you know, thinking, learning, uh, rather than driving in neutral when they just run amok and uh, everything else. But uh, yeah, no, so I totally understand because
0: uh, so I took this like a boot camp for data analysis, right? To so I could learn how to program in Python. Um, It can be very frustrating, but when I figure it out, it's so rewarding. It's so much fun when you figure out like what you did wrong and programming. So, you know, I, have always been a nerd. I was a nerd when I was a kid. I was nerd in college, in the military. I'm still a nerd that that's what I do. uh,
1: That relaxes me is learning. Do you find that you have less issues when you're putting something constructive in your, in your head.
0: Yeah. I mean, it keeps my mind occupied and I'm not um, thinking on other things. Yes. You know? um, So I, I have this issue where, and I found out, I think my, one of my sisters has this issue as well. It's not, this isn't from the military, but I dwell on things from not just my time in the military but I remember mistakes I made as a kid and I dwell on that. And, uh, so, you know, learning, just reading, um, listen to watching movies in a different language. So trying to focus to understand what they're saying, it, it relaxes me and it lets my mind, even though I'm focused on something, my mind can just relax. Yes. Yes.
1: And I'm kind of in a dead space right now because uh, I did a graduate certificate in 2020 on uh, chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear defense, which was scary but amazing. Uh, but that was a long time ago. I've actually started studying Arabic again. You know, after having a foundation for all the years on active duty, it was just, yeah, put myself into something learning, learning mode again.
0: So. Yeah, so I, let's see if I can move this. You can see I have three guitars back there, uh, two acoustic, nice. a six-string, a 12-string, and then an electric. And so I'll play those every once in a while. You know, I know I'm never going to be Eric Clapton or Eddie Van Halen.
1: Was that um, you on the intro?
0: I wish. I wish. <laughs> so that, that theme music was uh, when I was growing up, I was uh, my favorite wrestler was Sting right? Mm-hmm. The wrestler Sting. That was his uh, intro music. I used okay. to listen to that every time I would leave the wire. Nice. Because that would, like, I can't punk out,
1: right? Sting yeah. wouldn't
0: punk out, so I'm not going to punk out.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Get so It, it I, sounded so I, familiar. I just couldn't yeah. place it. You said yeah. Sting. It was like, yep, that's it.
0: <laughs> and so, you know, I, I love that song, and, you know, before, like, in the military, I was like, yeah, I'd never liked wrestling. It's like, yeah, I love wrestling. Yeah. I watch, it, I watch it all the time. I watch it with my granddaughter. We still watch it. Like, so it's, what? I it's do entertaining. What I it's entertaining. Yeah.
1: Exactly. But yeah. I think that one of the things, if you do your military career correctly, is to set your post military career up correctly, which makes you put you in a situation where you can have fun. You can, you can enjoy things you didn't used to enjoy relaxingly. I know it's not a real word, but I like to use words that don't make anybody else's sense to me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, it it makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, don't have any grandkids yet, but yeah. So, just visited my daughter a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I took – yeah, so family, important.
0: Yeah, and like I – we were talking before we started, you know, my my kids are grown. They moved out, so Mm – we moved up to Fuquay. We have this big house; it's a three three bedroom house, and have an office. And because my wife wanted it, once we moved in, I realized this is way too much house. <laughs> um, but that's fine because that's what she wanted, and she she kept our family together when there were times when I was falling apart. Mm-hmm. I was hanging on by my fingertips. Absolutely. And so, yeah. Do we need this house? No, not at all. I, I wanted to sell the other house and move to Hawaii and just live on the beach. Yeah. Um, she did not want to do that. So that's fine. We'll live here. It's, <laughs> I, I'm fine with living in Fuquay.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's nice up there. It's far, enough away to be, it's far enough away from work to be away from work. It's also close enough to everything else to be close to everything else
0: yeah like I said, um you know I like to go to concerts uh what what is it about three two weeks from now, Tesla's playing up at uh, the durham um oh. performing Arts center, so we're gonna go watch nice, and, but nice. again, I got the seats at the end of the aisle <laughs> yeah so, so when I need to take a break, I can all right I'm gonna go take a five minute break I'll be back you know
1: yeah last uh may I went to the house of blues and uh, to watch uh, Alestorm was the headliner and uh, to also watch um, the uh, glory hammer, their, their, you know, alter ego band or whatever. But uh, I had V I got the VIP seats because it was small table, four chairs, and it was cordoned off from everybody else. So they were still there, but they, they were outside of arm's reach. So it was, set a space and it was right on the end so I could get up and walk away. And yeah, that's, just important. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, we should be able to enjoy the things that we want to enjoy, but also make sure that we don't lose our minds and ruin somebody else's time.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, which is very important, which, which I think is an extra level of understanding is understanding that our actions may impact somebody else's reactions. And too many people nowadays just don't think of everybody else. It's like, look, you're not the only person driving on the road. Maybe you should actually not stop in the middle of the road just to do something stupid. Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: I, I <laughs> totally get what you're saying. I
0: dealt with one of those coming home right now. It's like, all right, bro, you want to drive at 35 miles an hour and the speed limit's 55. Uh, sure. I Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. Like I, yeah, there's a lot of angry people behind me, but sure. Yeah, I I get what you want to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, but tolerance is, is also therapy. Yeah. I mean, because what do you gain from getting all fired up? Nothing. You you just high blood pressure. (laughs) I mean,
0: (laughs) Uh, first thing that popped in my mind is I should pit this guy.
1: Yeah, I yeah. Hit
0: him. <laughs> I can do it. No damage to my car, and he'll just be off on the side of the road. It's like, yeah. or oh, how about I just take a deep
1: breath, buddy? It's... Yeah, yeah. My favorite thing is in a calm voice. Now go like, man, I, it's. I'm, I feel bad that your turn doesn't work when when you drive. You know, because <laughs> yeah. screaming at him or just saying something. In a normal voice, huge difference, huge difference, because yeah, you, you your your mental health is is a finite thing. If you use it all up in the wrong directions, you just have less and less and less and less of it. <laughs> Save it for the good things.
0: So, so I was uh you know talking to a couple of people that I knew in the military right, and uh, the one thing I liked when I left is, <coughs> I I was lucky enough when I was in the military, I knew who, who my friends were and I knew who were just coworkers. Mm-hmm. Cause there's a distinction and a lot of people in the Absolutely. military don't understand that. They don't like just because you guys work in the same building or you're in the same unit does not mean you're friends. It's right. It's just, it's not kindergarten. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I had some of them telling me, it's like, I just seem so much happier. It's like, Well, one, I am, but also on the days that I seemed grouchy or upset, did you guys ever stop to think that maybe I was doing everything I can to be as happy as I could on that day? That is as happy as I could be on that day. Yeah. You saw me as miserable, but I was doing the best I could to be happy. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? It's like, you'll you'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, You
1: can't can't explain things in enough detail to let some people understand things, unfortunately. And unfortunately, mental health is is one of those things.
0: Yeah. And so, again, that's why part of the reason why I started this podcast, because there's a stigma about talking about mental health issues. Again, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm not I don't run out to people on the streets like, hey, I have anxiety and PTSD. Yeah. Uh, But. People that were wounded in combat, if they were shot, they're, you know, they're thanked. It's like, oh, well, thank you for your service. It's like, they, they can tell the story and you're brave. You're awesome. Or if you broke your arm or a jump, even if it was in combat, it was a jump. It's like, wow, he troopered through. But if you say like, man, I was dealing with this stuff in my head. It's like, oh, well, you're just a bitch. Yes. Or maybe I'm just a person and I'm doing the best I can. And now I don't have a problem talking about it. Exactly. Because I'm not worried about not getting that promotion or being sent away. Security
1: clearance back in the day, those things.
0: So in civil affairs, the the worst thing they could do to you was they would put you on orders to Fort Riley.
1: What was it, Fort Riley?
0: Uh, That was a a dead zone. You knew if you were going to Fort, Fort Riley, your career was done. Oh, Okay. That was like the unwritten rule. Nobody wanted to acknowledge that, but they like, yeah. Oh, damn, bro. I got orders to Fort order Riley. It's like, you got to get out of there. Get out of yeah. it any way you can.
1: <laughs> uh, and I think very few books and movies actually portray uh, military mental health correctly. It's just hard to find.
0: Yeah, I mean, because people that I've talked to that weren't in the military, like I have mentioned it with some of the people in my cohort in my PhD program, and they think like I'm like, what is it, uh, from Full Metal Jacket, you know? Yeah. But it was private piles, you know? Yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> no, no. It's not, it's not like
1: that. It's like, yeah. are you
0: sure? It's like, yeah, like, don't don't worry about it, guys. It's it's not yeah. at that level. Like, Yeah. You don't need to call anybody or, you know,
1: I don't
0: don't need to be tackled down and put in a straitjacket. Yeah, I don't need help in welfare
1: inspection. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But that's a perception that they have. It is. It is. Because it's not well portrayed. I mean, it's a – not a myth, not what I'm trying to think of. It's a bad stigmata from – certain movies, you know, of the point zero 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 one percenters. Was there ever a private pile? There probably was, you know, he probably just wasn't a mythical character. And unfortunately there probably was one, but he's not all of us, you know? Yeah. yeah. That,
0: and honestly, I mean, it just wouldn't make for great cinema if they showed like the actual true problems.
1: Absolutely. And I understand that movies are entertainments, TVs yeah. entertainments, yeah. and they have to sell stuff to make money to make entertainment and real life military mental health, mental health problems. And I do, well, let me finish saying aren't are entertaining, but I also understand that military mental health problems and regular and non-military mental health problems. There's a lot of similarities. There's some differences. I think the catalyst is different in the military but it could be the same problems. Yeah. Yeah, it can. Um,
0: so I I know there's a lot of programs for military members like to get, Mm -hmm. um, assistance. And there's a lot of people who say that they support the military and they, um, Again, my dissertation topic is a comparative analysis of the United States and Colombia. Um, the factors that lead um, veterans to join extremist groups, right? Some of the research I did found that, yeah, the population lies, right? I lie. Everybody lies. Yes, we all lie. And so you say, yeah, we support the military. Well, what does that really mean? In what manner? What capacity?
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, you bought me a latte at Starbucks. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it, but you know, so yeah, I mean, even though there's all these programs out there, veterans are hard headed. A lot of veterans don't want to admit there's something going on. I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me. So how do you make that? Because admitting connection? there's
1: something wrong yeah. is a symbol of weakness inside the military. Yeah. But how do you get that person to go? Yeah.
0: I I don't know us talking about it. Maybe just normal people saying, "Yeah, you know, veterans." I understand they might have something going on, and it's okay if they go get help. Yeah, because um, I don't remember hearing anything, any advertisements or anything. Well, the only advertisement advertisements, advertisements I hear about are, um, "Hey, if you're thinking about uh, hurting yourself, call this number." Yeah, call well, the cool. crisis
1: line. It's kind of
0: like kind of late, bro.
1: Yes, unfortunately, that's way late.
0: Yeah. Or the people, and God bless them, God bless them. But your twenty-two push-ups a day really aren't helping me out, bro. You're jacked, exactly. and I'm happy that yeah. you're jacked. <laughs> but it's not really yeah. doing anything for
1: me. Yeah. You've increased your health, yeah. but not it helped my mental health. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just
0: think, you know, people just talking about it and being open about it, like, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with talking about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and most of my he- mental health issues have uh, – uh, the catalysts were all traumatic brain injuries, being blown up. You know, been blown up in Somalia back in 1992, 1993 a couple times. Uh, blown up in Iraq multiple times, multiple different Iraqs. Um, one time I was – really close to an explosion for second over first and second degree burns over my entire face. Uh, yeah. I mean, but that that's a catalyst. Other mental health issues have, uh, reared their ugly head because of that and other things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I was, I did an episode this weekend with uh, my friend, Tim. We're in the 82nd together. I was nice. telling him, it's like, you don't understand it. Like Mike's been through a lot of stuff, man. Like he's been through yeah. a lot of stuff. It's like, I was like, I was telling Tim, it's like, once I went to civil affairs, and you know, I got blown up a few times, right. With IEDs and RPGs. It's like, yeah, I know Mike was through, went through more. It's like, but I know neither of us are in a competition to say that we're the champion of PTSD.
1: hundred percent agree. Nobody wants that title. Yeah. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to, to win the gold medal in that. Yeah.
0: So I, I've heard people say like, well, my PTSD is worse. It's like, okay.
1: Yeah. It, it's if like, that makes bro- you feel better. Yeah. Sure. And
0: I don't care if you were a cook and you went out and you never left the farm. Yeah. If, if you have something that's bothering you, like talk about it. So what? talk about it. Yeah. Like we're, we're done. There's there's no more competition. You're not going to get a medal for like, well, I have the greatest amount of PTSD, so I'm going to yes. get the biggest medal.
1: Like, who yeah. cares? Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not a promotion thing. It's not a, it's not a promoting yourself in life thing. Get like, your little ticks on the wall. I have this many explosions <laughs> under my belt. I wish I didn't have any. <laughs> not more. <laughs>
0: I remember when I joined the military, I, we were joking around. It's like, man, I hope I can get out of the military with just an Army service ribbon. Nothing else. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, like, hey, you got this medal for being blown up. All... I really don't care. Yeah. We, we really don't want to talk about it.
1: Yeah, it's okay. You
0: know?
1: Yeah. So... But the big thing is, like you said, talking about it, you need to talk it about it with the right person. I mean, probably not the bartender even though they might have a great ear, but that's probably the bad location, bad reason, bad variables to be trying to discuss your mental health problems. You need and it doesn't matter to me if it's a friend, a licensed provider, medical provider, licensed, you know, behavioral health provider, talk to somebody that a understands you, that you can freely talk to and know they understand what you're saying maybe not the specific incidents or the specific issue but they understand and they can just help you talk it out cuz a lot of times just being able to talk it out is is a solution yeah and don't be
0: afraid to try different treatments like if uh absolutely so i want you group treatment and I used to drink. I don't drink anymore. I haven't had a drink since like 2015. Um, Congrats. Thanks. And I realized, yeah, I actually feel better, you know. Um, but when I went to group therapy, there were people in there talking about like, I wake up in the morning. And the first thing I do is I reach over before I open my eyes and reach for the bottle of Jack. It's like, this This is intense. Yeah. And it made, it made me deny that I even had problems because like, man, I'm not doing that. I'm not that bad. Yeah. yeah that, I must be all right. On my worst I, day, I wasn't that yeah, bad. Yeah. yeah. And so I went and saw, um, I mentioned her on here before, Tracy. She had me do some stuff and, you know, during her sessions, yeah, she made me cry. Um, yeah. But I feel better. Yeah. And so it's okay to try different things. Like, it, it, it is not one thing that's going to work for everyone.
1: I was while I was on active duty, I was a big proponent, actually, and right after I retired of the Stella ganglion block. But Womac no longer gives it to retirees. Tricare doesn't fund it for retirees. The VA doesn't do it. So that treatment plan, my 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 ace in the hole is no longer an option. It hasn't been an option for several years. So have to find other ways. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I knew uh, actually I knew a couple of guys who went and tried that after they went to um refresher and they they heard you talk about it. Good. Good. And they swore about it. They said the first shot, man, you get it and you
1: you go to sleep and you sleep for like 24 hours, man. Yep. Best best sleep of your life. Yep. And even after the shot, I mean, the the probably the the shortest efficacy I had from it was like 3 weeks, but the longest is almost 3 months and it was like better sleep, better cognition, laser focus, you know, everything just moved slow enough where I could keep track of it. It wasn't just like a bag of cats running around. So yeah. yeah if so... they start opening it back up, I will absolutely get back on that. But right now it's not an option.
0: So I always, you know, cause I had a drinking problem and mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're not, you can't get addicted to that. But for me, I always wanted to like, I got to find something else a different way you know so talking about it i love to run you know my shoulders need to be replaced my hip needs to be replaced so i'm not trying to run like prefontaine anymore and drop like the four minute miles (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know just go out for a jog and you know two miles is fine and i'm not trying to get ready for the acft or the apft or whatever new soft what was that crazy one that pull up ubrr yeah, that craziness. None of that. I just go out for a jog. Yeah. Just in a rush and just enjoy the day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that helps me a, out. yeah, it does. Uh jogging was one of my things too, but I did a ten K, the Greenberry Jingle jog last December. Yeah. And uh I didn't prep for the ten K, just you know, jog here, jog there. Yeah, ten K is not that much. I'm pretty sure I was the last person across the finish line, but my knee was jacked up for months afterwards. It's just now getting to where I can get back out there and jog slowly again. But, yeah, so, again, something took one of my tools away from me, so I had to figure something else out. So Yeah,
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. When I go run, I have that what, – what, what, what's that tape, the support tape, the athletic KT? tape? Yeah, the key. To, uh, i tape up my left shoulder my back i have it on yeah. my knee it looks ridiculous right i bought some of those it, those tights those running pants those supportive yeah. tights um, it worked my knees yeah it's like i i look ridiculous and i don't care oh yeah
1: yeah i i wear two major uh external framed knee braces and anybody watching me run is probably like why the hell is that guy running he looks like he's broke well they're right but yeah he's also not that bright yeah <laughs> <laughs> I need to get some fresh air. <laughs>
0: yeah, and so um I know it doesn't look like it. Um but so another thing that I went and I did this past this January is went I went um so I had a beautiful hair, right? Um in the military I I blame the military for it, right? It cost my hair. Or, <laughs> I or, too. yeah. Worrying about the lawn, you know, because somebody asked him over that lawn, right? You oh, know, yeah. Got to get that guy to dental, right? He's
1: red. Better get him to dental.
0: <laughs> and so uh, I went to Bosley to get some hair transplants, right? Uh-huh. And I know it doesn't look like it, but they actually took care on the side and the back. They said, you are, like, one of the worst uh, people to come in here for this treatment. And it's like, because... The majority of your hair is gone on the top of your head. And the donor part, it's like, it's not very good. It's like, we need three, they said, 3,000 grafts to cover your head. The doc was was honest. It's like, I'm going to be lucky if I can get 1,500.
1: Yeah. It's like,
0: okay. It's like, well, let's do it. And it's like, are you sure? It's like, doc, partially bald is better than completely bald. Yeah. And I was like, so yeah. I was like, let's do it. They were able to like get 2,000 out. They put them in. She said, we're going to put them in. They're going to fall out and it'll take about another six months for it to grow back in. It's like, but about July time, it should be, you should be good to go. It's like, okay. Yeah. And my wife's like, why are you doing that? If you can't cover your head, it's like, don't worry about it. it's like, yeah, I'm paying for it. It's something I want to do for me. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, 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 this, and you it's have to different. It is. But having the realization that sometimes you need to do stuff for yourself and nobody else is going to understand and you need to do it.
0: Yeah. I, I've had people like, you know, still work there at Fort Liberty. They're like, "Man, that looks like crap. It's like, do what I know do you? you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's,
0: it's like, no offense. I, but why, why, why are we talking? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And it's I not to be it, mean, so did, but everybody in the military feels like they're just like, yeah, hey, I'm going to give you my opinion. It's like I didn't really ask for it.
1: Yeah. I, I'm okay with you not giving it to me because I'm not going to listen anyway. Yeah. And I think working with the people I work with, because
0: I worked with several people who were never in the military,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And so this is like their first exposure to the military, realizing that on the outside, oh, there's some things that I don't have to put up with? Oh, I don't have to tolerate that? Oh, I, people can't just come in here and curse at me? No. <laughs> it's like it, it blew my mind, you know? Yeah. But I feel yeah. so much better cuz like uh when I ask people could you please leave my office cuz uh we can try again tomorrow when you come in here yeah. and speak like a normal person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's called adulting. <laughs>
0: but you don't realize it especially if you do 20 years cuz you don't realize it cuz you haven't experienced it in two decades
1: yeah you're not indoctrinated anymore you're not drinking the Kool-Aid you're like taking bass in the Kool-Aid you're like yeah. it's it's so deep it's part of you it's, it's way past indoctrination <laughs> it's way past Stockholm syndrome <laughs> maybe i'll take maybe i'll get my phd and, and do military versus stockholm syndrome the similarities <laughs>
0: So I'm a big Star Trek fan. I was t- trying to tell people it's like uh, it's like I'm Captain Picard and I was captured by the Borg. Yeah, yeah. And now normal society is trying to de-Borg me and make me a normal person again.
1: Yeah, after I was already assimilated. Yes. Yeah. They're trying to re-unassimilate me. <laughs> no, I got gotcha. you. Yeah.
0: And so, yeah, that, I mean. It, it's, that's a it's, great
1: analogy, though. Yeah,
0: it is, right? I mean.
1: Yeah. And because the military is a, a, a relative short time of your life. Uh-huh. I mean, and the Borg only had him for a little bit. And yeah, it was deep. He had issues afterwards.
0: Yeah. For like a whole season. Yeah. <laughs> there's still things that, you know, I see It's like, Hey, it's like, no, I don't have to worry about that. Let's just turn around and walk away.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. I still find know. myself doing, you know, simple NCO things like, if I'm walking and I see a piece of trash laying on the ground, I pick it up and put it in my pocket. I mean, just because. Yeah. That, that that that's that's zero effort. It takes nothing off of nobody. I'm not doing it, so I'm not making you know looking around like I hope somebody sees me picking up this piece of stray trash that I didn't put there. It's just like eh, it's just you're lazy. Whoever left left it there, but I don't have to. I don't have to be okay with laziness. But.
0: Yeah. For me, it, it's a little bit of my OCD. Oh, yeah, I'll trash. <laughs> I'll pick it yes. up. Like.
1: You know? Yes, I so would I, say it's it, probably more it, OCD than anything else, yeah, Tony. It,
0: it bothers me if I walk by. It's like, I left that trash. <laughs> and I got to go pick it up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I try uh, to so walk yeah. on the sidewalks, not on the grass. You know, it's little things. <laughs> that, well, maybe that's that's indoctrination, but still. <laughs> I intentionally walk on in the
0: grass now <laughs> to make myself get used to it. That,
1: you know, that that is a great point. I'm going to start that tomorrow. I was
0: doing that. I was like, I got to stay on the sidewalk. You know what? No, I'm going to walk across this grass because I can.
1: Because I can. I earned it. (laughs) I I swear. I'm going to start doing that tomorrow.
0: (laughs) So it's just small things, you know, just to, just to live my life, be a better father, be a better, better husband, just trying to be a better person.
1: Right now, I, my, my two big things are being a better cat and turtle dad and being a better father. Those are my big things. I got three cats and two turtles, and they only don't kill me because I have an opposable thumb and I can get the food. <laughs> I mean, other than that, they would killed me a long time ago because they're cats and turtles.
0: <laughs> yeah, my daughter uh, keeps asking for a dog, and she wants to keep it here. So I, I watch it while she's off in college. And yeah. She's gonna go to graduate school, so you know you keep it there and you still watch. It's like, yeah, I don't think so, buddy.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: You're my daughter. I love you, but like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not taking care of a dog. I,
1: yeah. I want to get in my
0: car and just drive across the country. I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do.
1: Yeah, and th- that's where I'm. I we were talking about freedom earlier, and yeah, internal. Uh, these aren't tortoises. They don't last like a hundred years, but. Yeah, we'll see. I like my freedom too. So, cats are a little better. Yeah. I can put extra litter boxes out, put extra food, put extra water, and they'll just knock stuff off the things, and, and I'll come back and clean up the messes, and they're still alive. <laughs> Turtles yeah, need a little have, more care.
0: <laughs> they have the automatic feeders, right?
1: I do. I have yeah. two of them. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I have a every so often.
0: Leaving oh, go for ahead. a month a have a coworker leaving for a month and she has a cat. I said, well, just use automatic feeder. It's like, well, that's too long. They need companionship. They need, it's like, well, I'm, I'm not watching your cat. Like I'm not going over to like, talk to your cat and <laughs> have deep conversations with this. <laughs> thing. Like, it's like, you need to like put it in boarding or something. Cause yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty just- sure
1: if there was a camera up, in that their house or or my yeah. house, you would see my cat sleeping on everything twenty five hours a day that I wasn't yeah. here, and they they'd be they'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But I, I'm happy that she cares about something because uh,
1: yeah, yeah, that's important too. Yeah,
0: yeah. but yes. uh, had a a few people who just uh, again getting back to this podcast and why I started it. You know I've had. Some people – I know some people who just retired and – like they were – like Bruce Banner, like the Hulk, right? Oh, yeah. And just moved off into the desert, went off the grid, and they're not harming anyone. They're just living their life out somewhere in the southwest. Yeah. And more power to you, bro. Like – but I've had other people who have – I don't know. They're just – I can see them spiraling, right? And trying to reach out, trying to help them talk to them, but they're it just it's just getting worse. And so, how much do I do? How much do I assist them? What do I call the police? Even the police, like, oh, they're alive.
1: Yeah, they're not going to do anything. We can't check yeah. on them
0: every fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's like, what, and how, I think, how do you do that? What do you do with someone I think like that?
1: The best answer there is to keep reaching out because sooner or later they're going to get to their wits edge and they're going to start grasping for straws and that first straw may be your hand and, and for help. I mean, I would think that grasping for straws happens before things get worse. I mean, that's what I did. I mean, I can't, I'm not saying I'm, I did the right thing because I didn't, but once I started spiraling out of control, once I start, once I saw the edge in front of me and nowhere else to go, it's like, okay, Maybe I should maybe I should talk to all these people that have been trying to talk to me for years and it, it worked.
0: Yeah, and uh so there's you know, somebody that was on my on my team previously and so there's two of us, we reach out to him, but we we had this discussion, it's like, you know, we keep reaching out, but we also have to be careful like how much we reach out, how much, because then it takes a toll on us. Yes. And we exactly. start spiraling down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I love the outdoors. And Haley went to school at NC State. So when she was going to college, I was here. And then she started her military career. And I was already established. So uh, I had no – all of the lines didn't line up at the same time where when she left, I could leave. I mean, I would love to live in a cabin in the mountains by myself. Very little – uh, outside anything, just me and nature, that that would be – that's a happy day for me. I would love that. But I also wouldn't want to abandon all my friends just because, I mean, I'm not a social butterfly like my daughter is, but I like being with my buddies too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I do. I do too. Um, I also like going and playing golf completely just by myself. Nice. And uh, I do that. I put my headphones on. Um, like I said before, my shoulders are shot. So yeah. My golf game has actually improved because I can't overpower the ball. Oh, okay. So it just goes straight now. Really? Now it only goes, I'm, I'm using the super duper, you know, tailor-made <laughs> driver. <laughs> In the air for a hundred yards, and then it bounces another fifty <laughs> and that's it, so with my driver but you're I'm okay with that. yeah, it's like who cares it's my score is actually lower because I stay straight on on the green,
1: yeah, yeah, so and I thought about taking up golf, but uh golfing was one of the things that uh my dad and my younger brother we used to do together, and dad's not with us no more, so I mean. If I lived close to my younger brother, I could see myself gobbling with him, but it was more of a family thing than anything else. So,
0: so I took it up. Um, my parents were, you know, immigrated here from Mexico and they always, you know, they didn't know very much about their education was like very limited. Right. Tell mm-hmm. people it's like, how could my father help me with calculus when he had a sixth grade education from Mexico? The man could exactly. barely write his name. Right? Yeah. I don't know how he made it in this country because he could say, yes, thank you. And you know, that was yeah. it. That was the limit of I'm his English. Bet
1: he did it because he was a hard worker. Cause... Yeah.
0: He was a hard worker. And so, um, but they would always tell us, it's like, hey, go to school, be a doctor and a lawyer. Cause that's all they knew. Yep. And, uh, playing golf was kind of one of the ways of like just letting my parents know they're both pass away. It's like, so wherever they're, they're looking down for me, I mean from heaven, it's like, Hey, you're, we're doing all right. We, we know we're not, you know, rich. We're not the Vanderbilts, you know? Right. But we're, we're, we're all right. We're, we're doing yeah. okay. I have time to go play golf during the work week.
1: Yeah. Which you is know? good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So but finding it, it, that
1: happy place. That's that's important thing. Yeah.
0: It's but a little it's snooty, camping, but what are you going to yeah,
1: do? Well, I mean, it is what it is, though. I mean, yeah. what's the difference with that and camping? You're just in the woods in a tent with the fireplace by yourself. I mean, or you're, you're swinging a club by yourself. It's, yeah. Put it in perspective. Whoever's says it's snooty. I mean, okay. You made it snooty because yeah. you said it was snooty. Yeah. I didn't make it <laughs> snooty because I liked it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, well, yeah, that's true because I used to play out in Hope Mills and uh, some of the guys out there, they would have their – show up with their own golf carts. Oh, okay. Right? Um, Because the houses that were there, they would just have the golf carts and they would drive them up there. And they would – they they had like four by four golf carts. It's like, what is this?
1: (laughs) It's a monster truck and a golf (laughs) cart all at the same time. (laughs)
0: And so, yeah, you're, you're definitely right. Uh, so the other thing, one one of the things I wanted to talk about, Mike, is uh, mm-hmm. I, I remember being in your small group when you were in a in a refresher. Softness, in refresher, mm-hmm. right? I remember one of the first things we did when we sat down in your in a group, you played a Iron Maiden. I think you played Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think you asked us all, like, who is this? And it was, there were eight of us, right? And I was the only yeah. one that knew it was Iron Maiden. Yeah, and I remember the words like, "How does the Mexican know this is Iron Maiden?" But all you white guys don't know have a clue who this is.
1: Yeah, that sounds something exactly like who I would have said it too.
0: But no, that was perfect because uh, you know I get I got that from everyone. Uh, oh because yeah, because I love I grew up listening to heavy metal because in mm-hmm. East in East Los Angeles you mm-hmm. either listen to heavy metal or you listen to the new wave music, right? The cure, you know, the Smiths, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. I was a heavy metal kid.
0: And uh, I found out in my life that just liking uh, heavy metal, uh, helped me out because I was socially awkward. Right. Yes. And just saying, yeah, I love, uh, Ozzy Osbourne. You had, you had to pick the right metal, right? You had to, Figure out – are are these uh, the glam metal guys or are these like the hardcore metal, you know? But I remember – I would get like, why do you like the glam metal bands? It's like, no offense, guys, but have you seen the girls that go to the hardcore metal concerts? Versus the glam metal – The girls that go to the glam – It's like – Yes. It's okay to like both, guys. It's okay. It is. (laughs)
1: Different caliber, Yes. But uh, when I was going through my, my major problems before I went to Nyco in uh, 2014, I actually thought that, you know, listening to classical music would uh, keep me calm and bought a couple CDs, had them in my, my Jeep Cherokee going back and forth to work and, and what have you. And I just couldn't relate to classical music. It didn't calm me. It confused me more than anything else. Cause it was just, apples and lead pipes different to heavy metal and then i you know pulled those cds out after a while put heavy metal back in and life actually got calmer listening to heavy metal than classical because it's what i knew so 100 percent i get it <laughs> yeah so
0: yeah um you know I, I bought a turntable i have it back here and i, bought I a, saw that I bought some uh rush albums and play that i have a What's his name? Uh, Eric Johnson, because I love the way he plays guitar. Oh yeah, and, and yeah. I have some AC/DC. Just decided that they were going to release all their studio albums out on vinyl. Nice. Uh, so I'm going to buy all of those and just, you know, that was yeah, like one of the first bands that my daughter heard. Uh, you know, it was AC/DC. ACDC yeah. Their last concert, we drove up to DC so she could see them because I wanted to make sure she saw them. I don't, I don't yeah. know how many times they're going to tour again, you
1: know? Yeah. They're getting old. They are. Yeah. But so. uh, and, and, you know, I got like probably thirteen, fourteen hundred 1,400 CDs. But uh, I have actually done a lot of research probably in the last four months about turntables because I hear the quality of music is so much better. And you don't have to dump $1,000 into a good turntable to get good quality music. So – I'm actually it's on my horizon. You know, I might not switch completely over, but I'm definitely gonna have some good stuff on there. Yeah.
0: And I like this one because it's uh, you know, a turntable, but I can hook up a Bluetooth speaker to it. Oh, nice. So I don't have to have like the big speakers and you know, have a nice little small speaker and it doesn't take up too much room.
1: Yeah. I mean, essentially I'm a large frat boy. I just have a whole house to me and three cats and two yeah. turtles, so I have a huge TV and a huge sound system. Cause I like to feel my movies and music and stuff. And cause deep inside, I'm still 13 year old kid who heard iron maiden and black Sabbath for the first time going like, where have you been for the first t- 13 years of my yeah. life? <laughs> but yeah. and the other thing I do is I watch, uh, um, I use the streaming uh, streaming uh, Pluto TV. They yeah. have a Godzilla channel. So if it's not heavy metal playing, it's a it's a Godzilla monster movie on for background music, <laughs> or background noise. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, I I totally get it because uh you know I love watching uh the South Park episodes they're, they're ridiculous <laughs> right but I love the character Butters <laughs> you know I just love watching Butters yeah and my wife is like why do you watch that garbage it's like but you. You have something you want to watch? We have like five televisions in the house. Like, yeah, you you can't watch one of the other four. Yeah, it's like or on your phone or your iPad or how anything else. Watch television on our refrigerator now. It's like yeah, like like me watching South Park in the rooms bothering you. It's like yeah, never mind, I don't care. Yeah, but I like watching because it's just it's I still find it funny.
1: And not only that, I was going to say the reason why I watched the the Godzilla movies is because it puts my brain in a neutral state, in a state where I don't have to think about the day, about what's coming up, nothing. All I can do is just go and just be there, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: So sometimes having the brain in neutral is is the best thing for me.
0: I found that that was the hardest with transitioning – Yes, just, my blood pressure actually went up for a while mm-hmm. because I felt like I was missing something
1: like missing a purpose, not doing enough a whole bunch of stuff that Uncle Sam indoctrinated you that said you have to constantly do this, you know.
0: Or, well, like I, I had forgotten something important, I was like, I know there's something I'm supposed to do, what is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was driving me nuts. Yeah. So, uh, again, so this podcast, so I turned it into an LLC cause it's helped me with my taxes. Right. Cause yeah. Um, I didn't realize how much, uh, uh, my taxes were going to go up once I got out.
1: Yeah. Um, so going this is one, one job to two jobs actually yeah. increasing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and
0: that bah, you know, tax free, right. Tax free. Yeah. <laughs> No more of that. Um, So so this LLC helps me out um, quite a bit. Um, But when I started, I was doing, it started becoming too much. So I did it for four months and it was like, this is turning into a job. And now I'm getting really annoyed. Yes. Uh, Because when I have guests on, people are doing this for free. So I'm going to work around your schedule, right? Yeah. So I was driving out to people's houses. I was doing it on my lunch break at work. I would set up at the PX in my car. Yeah. Use my phone as a Wi-Fi hub, you know? And it was like, this, this is too much. Yeah. So I scaled it back and if, if I can get guests on, I can, but I'm not as proactive as I was in those first four months. Cause um, yeah. I was going to punch something or someone yeah, if I kept going but at that pace,
1: that's your that's your military upbringing. Push, go, work hard, must yeah. make the green machine move forward faster. Yeah, yeah, and lo and behold, the
0: podcast is still here, and yeah, uh, and the green machine
1: still moving. Someone yeah, else is just pushing it.
0: <laughs> people, and that's the best part because people ask me, "Hey, man, did you hear about this realignment?" But it's like, uh, I don't care yeah <laughs> and it's like, guys, it would be unfair of me to have an opinion because I just don't care, yeah, yeah and it's like so uh good, good luck, one chance. I don't know what what you want me to say. it's like, but yeah is is it gonna affect my job? No, no, then I don't want to say anything because I just don't generally care,
1: yeah, 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 I got gotcha. you. And so it's like Sears School. Get back in your circle.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sears School. <laughs> yeah. Good weight loss program. Yeah. I lost 29 pounds. I was at SRE. Oh. And it was the last course. Of the Q course, So I walked across the stage with uh, two black eyes and a broken nose. <laughs> Proud. Like, I'm out. I was, let's go. I need to get away from here. <laughs> the funny thing is I, like
0: the my coworkers, um, you know, they teach PSYOP and civil affairs people, right? Mm-hmm. And so they have questions about the training and this and that. And yeah. they'll hear about sirens. And I'll tell them, like, yeah, this happened and that happened because they're never going to go. Right? Oh, oh uh, Yeah. And it's like, do they really do that? It's like, yeah, yeah. You learn about a lot about yourself. It's like most people learn that they're kind of a coward. It's like having yeah. that weapon makes you pretty brave, man. And the, yeah, once yeah. that first slap comes, it's like, uh, yeah, never mind. I'm, I don't, I don't want any part of this. Like you take it, bro.
1: Yeah.
0: Like you, you'll Luckily, be in with a
1: name like Michael Jackson. I, uh, <laughs> I learned how to get my ass kicked a lot when I was growing up. So. Uh, A slap or so, it was easy. But I I remember day one, uh, we were in the little classroom, but we're doing our our didactic stuff. And one of the instructors came in and we're doing a deep dive on you. We're going to do a search on you. We're going to have every information on you. And I just started laughing. He's like, what's so funny? I was like, yeah, look at Michael Jackson. How far down do you got to go to find this guy? And that's when the slaps start, and I was like, "Oh, okay. We, I thought this—I thought this was didactic day. No, I guess it's slap day. Start one. <laughs> I earned it. I'm, I'll, I'll take it."
0: <laughs> so they look for for me, right, Antonio Rodriguez. It's like, good luck with that, buddy.
1: Exactly. They're exactly. Like,
0: the first two hits. It's a mass murderer and <laughs> some drug dealer from South America. They're like, "Yeah, we we didn't have the time to look for you."
1: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't
0: think you were going to.
1: I didn't think you were gonna find anything anyway. You just said that to make yourself feel better, not me. I
0: was like, guys, every time I come back from South America I get stopped at the Miami <laughs> sure. Airport. Uh sir, you need to come to the back. We need to
1: talk to you. Okay. Yeah, okay. Whatever.
0: It's like you guys see I have an official passport, right? It's like, uh we still need to talk to you. Well, sure, yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: So. <laughs> So, Mike, we're going on about like 55 minutes here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all, always leave a, a portion of the podcast for uh, shout outs. If you want to shout out anyone or if there's anything that you want to promote, any um, businesses or any other programs that you thought might have been beneficial to you. And it doesn't matter what it is. I, there's, yeah. This is a podcast,
1: so there's no limits to it. I, I would no say if you find yourself beginning of your career, middle of your career, end of your career, and you're having a hard time just doing it, and you need to talk, give me a call. (laughs) I'd say text me first, because I don't answer numbers I don't recommend. So text me, 910-644-6801. Hey, Mike, I heard you're on the podcast. You got some time to talk. Yes, yes is going to be the answer. So find somebody you can talk to that can relate to you, that can that has maybe sat in your shoes you know walked a mile in your boots that that understands what you know and maybe even walked a little further that maybe can impart some wisdom i can guarantee that it might be hilarious because i'll probably smoke a cigar when we're talking uh but yeah (laughs) find somebody to talk to don't keep it bottled in
0: yeah that's very good advice and like i said um for anybody who's listening um Mike would give us all his class, and he would share his experiences with us when we went to refresher. And actually, listened and it helped me go out and just get some help. It's like, well, damn, if Mike did it, and well, I think I'm better than Mike. Right, it's like that old uh, Gatorade commercial. It's like, no, I I want to be like Mike. Yeah, all
1: right.
0: <laughs> be like Mike, right? Like he went, he went, got help, and then I am too. I'm gonna go do that. Yeah. Uh, so for thank my you for asking this, me on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I want to give my shout out. uh, So I won this raffle right for this Ruger rifle. Oh, nice. Um, So I want to shout out Carolina Sluggers. They're a little league team out here in like Fuquay, the Dunn area. um, Because I don't know what they're teaching those kids. But the day that little boy came to my house, it was raining. It was pouring. right. I don't usually answer my door, but I walked up because he rang the door twice. So I walked, I looked through the people. I was like, that's not an adult. So I opened the door and it was like, what are you doing? They're like, would you like to buy a raffle for my little league? And I was like, sweet Jesus, it's pouring!" <laughs> and, and his father's following him in the truck. Good on his father, right? To make sure that nothing yeah. happens to his son. Absolutely. And, and so he had like, two left. So bought the raffle tickets. It's like, no, please go away. But just seeing his dedication to his team and his perseverance to make sure that he sold all of those tickets. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't want to open the door. Cause it was raining so hard. Yeah. And this young man's out there. So, um, sir, Carolina sluggers, um, thank you for, I guess awarding me this, this prize. Um, when I, I'm going to go pick it up tomorrow and I want to donate something to them. I don't know if they have they need titanium bats or platinum bats, but I don't know yeah. if there's some laser guided bat or baseballs that I can buy and get them. <laughs> whatever. Right. I haven't played yeah. baseball in decades, Yeah. Uh, but whatever they're doing out there, they're doing something right. Cause those kids are, that. Not... I wish every kid was like that kid. That's awesome though.
1: Yeah. Cause I'd be in the same boat pouring rain, probably not going to open the door. Especially looking out and saying, oh, wait, probably, you, you probably barely saw his head because he was yeah. so short. It's like, okay, now I got to open the door because I want to make sure this kid's okay outside in the porn rain.
0: I think he figured it out. By the time he got to my house, he figured, he realized he had to take a couple of steps back.
1: Oh, okay. So I, I to see his face. <laughs> well, like you said, that's that's amazing amount of dedication to him and to his team. And good on his dad for supporting him, too.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um. So, Mike, again, thanks for being on. You know, you're a wealth of wisdom. You have a great deal of knowledge. I know, guys, people will benefit from this Um, because I know there are quite a few people who went through uh, Refresher and who benefited Mm -hmm. from that.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It was fun. So just remember, if you're out there, you're
0: transitioning out, just remember you have something that makes you special, something. I'm not sure what it is, but you know what it is. Identify it, maximize it to its fullest potential. I know you'll be successful. Until next time, zot, 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 and roll tide.